You are listening to the Living Way Church podcast. For more information about Living Way Church, go to livingwaychurch.cc. So we're going to stand just before we go, and we're going to sing a couple more Christmas carols. And they're not just Christmas carols. These are, and they're not just the spirituals of the Christmas uh, categories. They're songs that reflect a heart of passion, love, and, and the hope of the Redeemer that has come. Well, tonight's Christmas Eve, and hopefully you have your Christmas shopping done by now. If not, it's going to be a late night for some of you, uh, shopping and maybe even late night rapping. And I, I was telling Nicole that my mom would go uh, all out or no out, right, when it came to Christmas. So she would either, like, be so on point that each package looked like, like, like it was this angelic professional package with just perfect folds and bows and ribbons. I mean, it's like, wow, I didn't even want to open it up. Or it was so late, it was in, it was in like in a JCPenney bag. And it was like, so it was either one or the other. And uh, I, I was just happy to get a gift, but I kind of knew kind of what my mom's work schedule was like if I got a JCPenney bag under the tree. Um, it, but tonight we are going to unwrap uh, a great Christmas Verse. And this is a verse in Isaiah 9, 6, and it's found in the Old Testament. It's actually a verse that was a prophecy of the coming of Jesus that was given 700 years before Jesus stepped into uh, humanity. In Isaiah 9, 6, it says this. It says, for to us, a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. That means this is about the birth of the Messiah, and his name, the Messiah, we know is Jesus, his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. Tonight we're going to briefly unwrap uh, the names of Jesus in that verse and, and see what the connection is with that name and what God has called out for us to be partakers of. And, and names are important, right? Everyone here, if you have a name, raise your hand. The rest of you, what do you go by? You all have names. Raise your hand if you have a name. All right, now turn to your neighbor and give them their your full name, if you dare. First, middle if you have it, last name. All right, now when you give somebody your middle name, you've just stepped into a realm of, of, of intimacy that is so special. You know, like very few people might know your middle name. There's something about names, uh, particularly the full names and all the, your birth name, the names that are given, it's very personal and powerful. Names are important. And, uh, you know, what you name your baby is important. And each generation is like popular names, not so popular names. And there are some baby naming rules. Like like the, the number one rule for naming your baby is it can't be named after anybody that was an ex-boyfriend or girlfriend, right? Never name your kids. Like, oh, I love this name. It was a guy I dated in high school. Like, that would be a no. Never name your child uh, an ex uh, or someone maybe at work or that you didn't like. So like every time you hear that name, you're like, Ugh, and it's your own child, but you love your child. So there's certain real names. These are real uh, name uh, fails. Um, uh, don't go to the next slide yet. Um, these are like names you don't want to use like Anita uh, Man, you know, Anita Man. And then there's uh, Lois Price. You might know Lois Price. And... Um, I uh, knew this woman, Helen, back, and that she was nice. And then um, I actually met, this is no, these next two names are people I actually met. There's a person, I'm not kidding you, his name was Lots of Lovin'. 
Lots of loving, like for real. And then I met a girl at a Starbucks whose name was Snow, middle name E. White. Her name was Snow E. White. That was her full name. Her name was Snow White. E was her middle name, and it was just an initial. Um, here's some uh, the 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 real name fails. All right, here's a couple of real name fails. Nicholas Cage named his son uh, Kalel. Anybody know who Kalel is? It's the it's it's Superman. All right, so he Nicholas Cage has a fascination with Superman. He named his own son Kalel. These are real celebrity name. Fails. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow named her her child Apple. She must really like her iPhone. Sylvester Stallone. I ain't kidding. This name is actually pretty cool. Moonblood. <laughs> that's like bad. Like yo, Moonblood, get over here. Like, that's awesome. Uh, Gwen Stefani named her child Zuma Nesta Rock. I'm not sure what I think about that. I guess it would be Zuma Nesta Rock Stefani um, if she goes by. Well, now it's uh, what's his name? Right? Are they married? I don't know. All right, well then, well then maybe it's Stefani still. All right, so uh, Zuma, sorry about that. Michael Jackson, you might know his kid's name Prince, Michael II, and uh, I, I don't understand the child who he named Blanket. I guess it was his security blanket. And then you've got Jermaine Jackson, no kidding, named one of his kids Majesty. Real. The Edge, you know, from U2, he named his child Blue Angel. <laughs> kind of cool, but weird at the same time. Frank Zappa, he named his, uh, he has three kids, and he named them Moon Unit, Dweezil, and Diva Thin Muffin. I don't know which name I would rather want. I, would, I think I would rather go by Moon Unit than Diva Thin Muffin. But those are real, but Dweezil's a pretty bad name, too. These are real names. The point is, names are important. Names have meanings, and names are things that you have with you your whole life. And in the ancients, in the biblical times, ancients were not just uh, a name given at birth. They were, they were something to live up to, because all these names had meanings, and they meant something, and they were either something to live up to, a declaration out of hope that they were hoping that they would rise up to, or it was a prophetic mission from God name, or it was a name that they were destined to break free from. Like the name Jacob means stealer or deceiver. And Jacob spent his whole life trying to prove that he was not a deceiver, one who grabs others by the ankle to trick them and to yank them back only to trick them. His name, by the way, was later changed to Israel, which means Prince of God, or one who overcomes. So names are important, and it was a public announcement and a celebration. It was very important. Proverbs 22.1 says, a good name is to be chosen uh, rather than great riches. So even in the biblical times, a name, a good name was more important than the possessions or the riches or your house or your achievements. Your name can long live uh, your life. Now, my name, Theodore Andrew Blair, that's my full name, and I don't think my mom did this intentionally, but I think it's kind of cool. My name in Greek means manly gift from God. That's the truth. Theodore, uh, gift from God, Andrew Manley. So that's pretty good. All right. So, and then Blair means blar, mean like field, you know, like uh, an English battlefield. So that's cool. Anyhow. Uh, Isaiah 9-6, Jesus uh, is prophesied 700 years before. He says, Isaiah says, for to us a child is born and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Jesus' names are most important 
of all names. He had a supernatural ultrasound, Mary did, and was told it would be a boy. And, and one of the angels said, you're going to call his name Jesus, which means savior and healer. God had hundreds of names uh, that were given to him. His name uh, Yahweh was, was the name of Lord. Uh, the Lord got his personal name. Uh, and then of all the names in the Bible attributed to God, the greatest name and the name above all names is the name Yeshua HaMashiach, which is what we now know as the name of Jesus Christ. So what I want to do is I want to take apart this little passage, understand that Jesus and his names, if we can get a hold of this, will move us beyond knowing about God and into a loving relationship with God. So let's take a look at this. The first name is this, and you shall call his name. Basically, this is me. This is what he is. This is what he'll be known as. And this is uh, what he is called to be and what he is already is the first one is Jesus is the wonderful Counselor, You will call him Wonderful Counselor. That means the wisdom of God is wrapped up in him. Counselor, when we hear the word counselor, it often invokes a therapist. You know, a guy who sits in a chair, maybe with a, a tablet and a pen and a notepad, a stuffy office, who, who, who passively listens and gives some tips. Well, that's not Jesus. That's not the Wonderful Counselor. The Hebrew word, uh, there is two Hebrew words for uh, Wonderful Counselor, and it's Yahatz and Pehe. And what that means is when he says Yahatz, that counselor means it is someone who guides us, not just someone who gives us advice, but someone to console and to direct us. And the modifier tells us what kind of counselor that is. And that Pehe means an amazing, indescribable, beyond ordinary, uh, hard to describe, uh, beyond words, miraculously wonderful guide. Quite powerful. And Isaiah declared that Messiah, the Messiah, will be the ultimate guide. Too wonderful to explain. Too miraculous for words. He will be the kind of guide that will give you advice beyond understanding. And he is a wonderful counselor. Listen, Jesus does things that no one else can do. And he guides us in ways that no one else can. And his guidance is so miraculously and it's so supremely above all other ways and advice that it is one that could be always counted. Listen, he is not one who gives you advice like grandma. His advice is wonderful counselor. He's not a passive listener. So I have a question for today. Ask yourself, where are you needing direction? There is a wonderful counselor who came to give you guidance. And you may be right now in a time of need. Uh, maybe you're going through depression or fear. Uh, maybe you're stressed out. Uh, Christmas can be very stressful uh, financially, and perhaps you're full of anxiety, or you've got financial worry, or you're lonely, or you have a lost one that you missed, or you're feeling sick inside, or you have family trouble. Good news, it's a boy, and he's a wonderful counselor. And if you will embrace the wonderful counselor tonight as a gift from God, he will guide you in ways that you will never uh, uh, regret or never uh, uh, wish you hadn't followed. Um, here's the next one. He says his name will be Wonderful Counselor. Second one is Mighty God. Jesus is our Mighty God. So the first one is a reflection of his wisdom. This is a reflection of his power. God is powerful. Jesus is not God's junior. He's not the Heavenly Father's Bubba. He's not God in 
training. He is fully God, fully man. Now, if you were in our services the last couple of weeks, we've been really hanging on this the last two weeks is that Jesus is fully God. We see it in the story of Jesus when they said that the angels will say his name will be called Emmanuel. We sang those words. The word Emmanuel means God with us in our very presence. Maybe you're here today and you're going through some severe problems in your life. Maybe you've got some heaviness in your life or maybe you feel like you've hit a wall in your life and you wonder if there's any hope in your life. Listen, good news, it's a boy and there's nothing too hard for him. His name is Mighty God and he is more powerful than you could ever imagine. The Apostle Paul speaking about his trials in Philippians 1.12. He says, I know what it is to be in need and I know what it is to have plenty. And I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether I'm well-fed or whether I'm hungry, whether living in plenty or in vain. Here's the secret. I can do all things through Christ, through Jesus Christ, the mighty God, through Christ who gives me strength. You know, sometimes we see the world and we see war we see fear, we see violence, we see political unrest, we see death, we see disease, we see violence, uh, we see uh, miscarriages and unfulfilled dreams and loneliness and chaos. We can't help but ask God, where are you and where's your power? I want you to know today the power of Jesus is real. And the very real power of God is extended to those who will call upon the name of Jesus. He goes on to say this in Isaiah 40, 29. Uh, the Isaiah says, he gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youth grow tired and weary. Interestingly enough, the word youth there means Olympic athlete. So you might think that you're the strongest, most excellent in shape, physically, emotionally, whatever. You might feel like you're ready to take on the world, but there'll be a day when even you will be weak in spirit or in body and in health. And he says, even the youth, even the athletes will grow weary and tired and young men will stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. The next one is one that might have seemed strange to Isaiah to write, but now we get it. He says, he will be wonderful counselor. He'll be mighty God. And the next one is he will be called everlasting father. Jesus is the everlasting Father. While one is a picture of his wisdom, one is a picture of his power, this is a picture of us as family with him. Few things stir our hearts like a father, right? Uh, all the great movies have a father theme in it. You know, I'm a guy, so it's like all my favorite movies have to do with a dad and a son, a son and a dad. My relationship with my dad was not very good. Uh, he was absent for the most part of my life. And, and the only time I engaged in our relationship was when I initiated it. And he, he passed away several years ago, and we were never quite close. But I always had this, this something in my heart that was drawing towards wanting to know my dad, needing to know my dad, and hoping that he would reach out to me. And, and it was disappointing because he didn't. And, and in a, even in a healthy home, no human can fill even the heart's need for a father. We have, if you have a good father, well, thank God for that. But even with a good father, there's something missing, and it's the heart of our father, 
God, young women looking for something or someone to fill the heart that is left empty by their father, or a young man looking for someone to look up to, someone who will say, I'm proud of you. Jesus is our elder brother, but Isaiah said he's also a perfect parent. John 1, 12, though Jesus would say, if we will come to him, we become his kids. He will call us sons and daughters. Everything you need to know about the fathers in Jesus. Was Jesus patient? So is your father in heaven. Was Jesus merciful? Yes, so was your father in heaven. Is Jesus compassionate towards those who are hurting? Yes, and so is our father in heaven. Was he quick to forgive? Yes. Is he humble? Yes. Is he broken in spirit? Yes. So is our father in heaven. The phrase here, aviyad, is the word father of eternity or everlasting father. You know what that means? That means he's a father that will never walk out on you. He's a father that will never abuse you. He's a father that will always stand up for you, that will defend you, that will fight for you, that will always be there for you. He's a father who will be consistent. Good news, it's a boy. His name is Jesus, and his name shall be called Everlasting Father. Here's the last one he says. Wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father. And the last one is, and his name will be called Prince of Peace. This has to do with our salvation and our peace in our life and in our mind. But it's not necessarily the kind of peace that you might think. In John 14, 27, Jesus said this, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you, but I do not give you as the world gives you. I'm not, I'm not giving you the kind of peace that the world offers. He says, don't let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. You see, there might be things in this life that bring you peace for a moment. A possession, a person, you know, maybe there's some kind of material things that, that you bring into your life that give you peace, a satisfaction, a trip, a vacation, a walk on the beach, sitting on the edge of a lake. You know, there might be things in this life that bring you a sense of peace for a moment tonight, maybe sitting around, uh, you know, a fireplace or the Christmas tree, watching Christmas movies or opening Christmas presents, looking at your kids, there's a sense of peace, and then they become teenagers and now peace is gone, man. See, the peace that the world offers is always temporary. And that peace of mind that your car is going to work, it's eventually going to not work on you. And that peace of mind that you finally have, have a house is going to be stressful as you try to make ends meet to pay for that house. And life will bring you temporary peace. And Jesus said, I, I give you peace, but not the kind of peace the world gives. I give you the kind of peace that is everlasting peace. The word here is the word sar shalom. And this is not just any kind of peace. It's a wholeness of tranquility. That means of every area of life, you have peace. There's a sense that you're going to be okay. That God has got you. That he is looking out for you. Because he is the wonderful counselor. Because he is an all-powerful, mighty God. And because he is the perfect parent and everlasting father, we can breathe and know, Sar Shalom, he is our prince or the superior, the supreme one of peace. The peace that Jesus gives is eternal and internal. As the world spirals, we can still have peace. When that diagnosis is bad, Sar Shalom, he is the prince of peace. And when we feel abandoned, Sar Shalom, he is the Prince of Peace. 
And when we face painful loss in our life, Sar Shalom, he is the Prince of Peace. And when things seem to be getting worse and worse and worse in our life, Sar Shalom, he is the Prince of Peace. And I will not fear because I have the Prince of Peace. And that is what we have in Christ, peace. So I have a question for you. Do you have peace tonight? I mean, do you truly have peace? Not the kind of peace the world gives, but the kind of peace that only God can give. Do you need peace? Well, it's a boy. His name is Jesus, and he is the Prince of Peace. See, Isaiah knew our biggest problem was not our marriage. Our biggest problem was not our job or school. Our biggest uh, problem was not our debt or some political turmoil or the environment or global conflict. Our biggest problem was our sin problem. And that's why he is our savior. He came to save us from our sin. And that peace that he brings is peace from God, knowing that our sins have been paid for. And it's peace with God, that through Jesus we can walk with our heavenly God, our Father, and peace of God, a supernatural peace, knowing that he's in control no matter what we have. Peace from, peace with, and peace in. So I want to ask you tonight, how would you like to have peace? Maybe you need the wisdom of God. Maybe you need the power of God. Maybe you need this sense of father, a family. Maybe you feel like you don't have family and you're here alone tonight. You can have family in the family of God. Maybe you just need a sense of peace in your life. The promise of Isaiah was that the Messiah would bring peace between us and God and that the enemies of God would not just be friends, but we would become sons and daughters of God. I want to point out one final thing, and then we're going to go back, and we're going to end tonight uh, with, some, with some caroling tonight, with some worship. Uh, Isaiah 9, 6 says this, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, that's Jesus, and the government shall be upon his shoulders. I want you to know this tonight. There's no limit to the shoulders of Jesus. There's no limit to what he can carry. And if he can carry the weight of the world, he can carry you. He can carry your weights. He can carry what you're going through. He can carry the pain and the struggle or the, the fear, the anxiety. He can carry you tonight. So what are you going through tonight? What do you need? The wisdom of God? It's a boy. His name is Jesus. Maybe you need the guidance of God and the power of God. Well, it's a boy. His name is Jesus. Maybe you need to know that you're not alone. He's family. He's the everlasting father, a good dad. He won't disappoint you. And he is so faithful and so good to give you his peace if you need it tonight. So I want to pray for you tonight. I want us all to stand uh, real briefly. And I want us just to read this verse together. It'll be on the screen, and we can follow it along the line. And uh, after we read this, you can be seated. We're going to play a video, and then the band's going to come up and close us out. But I, I, I want us to read this verse together, all right? Let's say it together. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. Let's pray. Father, I thank you, Lord, that right now, God, you are these things. 
God, you are the Savior. You're the one who's come to rescue us from ourself and from our sin, from our selfishness. God, I pray if there's anyone here that needs to know you as the peace of God who saves us from our sin, I pray that tonight would be the night. Maybe they need to know your power in their life and they're carrying a heavy burden. Let tonight be the night that they let go of that that burden. God, maybe tonight they need guidance and they need direction. They need to know what to do, Father. I pray that through Jesus they they would let that anxiety go and know that you have peace and guidance as the ultimate counselor. If that's you tonight, we just take a moment and, and pray with me tonight. Maybe you're here tonight and you say, I want to make Jesus the, the Lord of my life because I need all those things. I, I need God to be those things in my life. Then, then let's pray this prayer together. Let's all pray together. Dear Jesus, thank you for loving me. Thank you for coming to me. I couldn't get to you, but you came to earth. Here's my life. Forgive me of my sin. Thank you, God, that you are my counselor. You are my mighty God. You are my redeemer. You are my peace. I receive you, Jesus, and I'm your family. God, thank you so much, Lord, for those that that said yes to you tonight. God, the greatest unwrapping uh, uh, of all is the unwrapping of the grace of God that we finally receive at the feet of Jesus, God. I thank you, Lord, for that in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you for listening to the Living Way Church podcast. If you enjoyed this message, we hope you come visit us in Garland, Texas. For directions and more information about the church, go to www.livingwaychurch.cc.